This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Evan Jenkins, Rico Beard, and Evan... Man, we got a lot to unpack. Michigan, Michigan State, the battle of the undefeated took place in East Lansing. Michigan State comes out on top 37-33. College football rankings came out last night. The playoff rankings. There's a lot to start off with, but let's go back to the game first. Well, hold on, hold on. I got to start by saying this. 2021 might actually be the year of Rico Beard. Because right now you are wearing a big fat A on your chest for those Atlanta Braves. Your Michigan State Spartans are 8 0 and number three in the college football playoff. What else do you root for? Just name it because it's going to happen, it seems like. The 49ers, so no. Well, okay. That one has an uphill battle, but so far you're two for two, my man. (laughs) I'm watching that last night and I'm like, man, to be a fan right now to where. Would you say those are your two biggest teams, the Braves and the Spartans? Nah, Niners. Niners, okay. Niners. But the Braves, I mean, the Braves, God, I know people are like, I didn't listen for no Braves talk. I, I okay. know, but it happened the, last night. The Braves night. caused the most heartache okay. and the most pain. Oh, it's been since 95. Right, and and they they went to the World Series, and they, they like won their division so many times they had one title, and mm-hmm. it was it was so frustrating because you're like, my God, you, you – you got the best pitching staff in the world, and they can never get over the hump. Last year, they had a 3-1 lead over the Dodgers, and they end up losing Mookie Betts and those guys. And Anyway. Yeah, anyway, I just wanted to take last a moment. Last night, say- I, didn't feel, I didn't feel like they had won until I saw Freeman step over to the bag and yep. get the final out, and then I took a deep breath. Because in my mind, I kept thinking, how are you going to blow a 7 nothing lead? Well, with, two outs. with Atlanta sports, that's how it's been. I just wanted right. to take a moment and say congrats. I mean, okay. I, I don't know what it's like for my team to win a World Series, so I, I was just living through you for a okay. moment. But now back to the matter I, I, at hand. Guys, I'm, Evan brought that out. I'm so <laughs> sorry. You're like, will you bleep holes get to talking to this? I've been waiting all this time. And here we go. Yep. Let's dive into the deep waters, as Mel Tucker would say. Michigan State, in my opinion, did a lot of things well. Michigan did a lot of things well. At the end of the day, you saw two balanced teams. And we used to talk about on the air, they're the Spider-Man meme where they're the same person pointing at each other. I still feel that same way. I still feel like these two teams, man, if they played 10 times, Michigan would still probably lose nine of those times. But it would be because of their arrogance, not because of their team, not because of their players. Michigan State showed me they prepared in the bye week, and they did a couple things differently. Now, I'll get into that uh, in, in a second, but when, when you look at this game, it was, each team had a clear game plan of what they were going to do. Michigan broke tendency. Michigan broke tendency, and by that I mean they came out and they threw the ball. MSU was set up to stop the run. Corm and Haskins were not going to have good games. They they stacked the line, 
And they looked at Cade and said, Cade, Cade, you, you got to beat us because we're, we're not going to let you beat us. You got to beat us. And he did. He almost did. Starting off with the first play, well, not the first play, but he hits uh, Andrew Anthony for 93 yards, caught him. Per- he threw Anthony open. Absolutely. And, and he caught the safeties, both of them flat-footed. And for every Michigan fan who's sitting there clamoring, you need to play J.J. Moore, I would simply say that game was proof positive why you don't. <sighs> Hear me out, but that game reminded me a lot of the regrets that I would have if I were a Michigan fan of the 99 game at Spartan Stadium, where you think to yourself, well, what if we would have just played Brady the whole time? Would mm-hmm. we have won this game? And even though K, I mean, J.J. got 12 snaps, it was the timing of those 12 snaps. It was when they, after the Michigan got the second interception, you could have put Michigan State away. And, you know, we'll talk about the fumble. But you could have put them away right there. Popcorn's not even cold. People aren't even in their seats, and it's 14 nothing. Instead, you brought J.J. in, three-run plays, and you end up kicking a field goal. That was a missed opportunity right there. So when you when you tar- talk, start talking about, well, the sack fumble and the four points you could have gotten, there's four points you just left right there on the field because you went cutesy and had to put your new toy in. And for those who say, well, J.J. hit uh, Andrew Anthony for the pass, it was a 50-50 ball. Any quarterback can throw a 50 ball. No, that was a 75-25 ball. Kimbrough was so out of position on that play. He got spun around like he was in a wash cycle. (laughs) But it wasn't a throw like Kate hadn't been making all day. Kay McNamara should just be the quarterback. And if you're afraid that J.J.'s going to leave and transfer out, then you know what? That's life in the big leagues now. And also, he's not the kid for you, right? right? I mean, at all. If you can't be patient for one year, when you see that there's a starter over you. I mean, let's be honest. How many true freshman quarterbacks start for major college programs? Right off the rip. It doesn't. Because it's, as Spencer Rattler, it's not a recipe for success because it's like playing a rookie in the NFL. Unless you're willing to lose a couple games in order to win a lot more down the line, you're in trouble. Also, you need that red shirt year. And I think Cade understands that offense a lot more where I think he has the ability to check out of plays check into plays where J.J. comes in, it's one fake clap, clap, hike. Right. That's it's, what it is. So they they do that. MSU then comes back, and you, what you see is Kenneth Walker turns around. He stopped at the line. Now, Michigan's game plan was, I, I think the game plan was to stop Kenneth Walker. That didn't work. And the reason why it didn't work and the reason, because I remember people telling me, well, if Indiana could do it, Michigan could do it, too. And the only way it was going to work if your front four was dominant. The reason why it worked for Indiana, Indiana has two linebackers that are better than your linebackers. Indiana's linebackers were able to fill the gaps and and basically bottle and contain and, you know, get a, get an arm on him, and then they gang-tackled Walker. They, they also didn't allow him any cutbacks. Right. That's what they took away. Your Michigan's linebackers were not that good, and you found out what happened. Once he got past the, the initial line of scrimmage, uh, good luck. Good luck. Hope you taped up your ankles because he was breaking them out there. Walker, he got stopped. He turned around, he spun, and he ran to the end zone. It, you know, it looked as if he may have fumbled, but according to replay, he barely got the ball across. But that was just going to be the the precursor of what this day was going to be for Walker. And then Michigan State down 
you know, pretty much down 10 nothing, clawed their way back in and took a lead at 14 to 13. And it was a re- reoccurring theme of how they got it. They scored their next touchdown. It was Kenneth Walker again. Spoiler alert, he scores five of these. He scores his <laughs> second one, but he caught Michigan off guard. Michigan got caught substituting too many people on the field. And he, 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 it's a free play. He runs it in. Even if he fumbles the ball, he gets it back. But he didn't. He made it in. It's 14-13. Now, this is why I say Michigan State preparation in the bye week. They saw Michigan's tendencies. They said, hey, when they do the mass substitution, you got a free play. We're not substituting. As soon as you see people running off and people running in, hike the ball. They caught Michigan doing that, I think, seven or eight times that day. Of the seven or eight times, two ended up becoming touchdowns. Now, one of them being the biggest touchdown of the game. Right. And it's so funny that you say that, too, because now I'm thinking of it. Because sitting next to you at the game, I'm like, why does State keep subbing, allowing Michigan to do the same? I think they played a little cat and mouse they with did. them. Like, hey, we're going to sub. No problem. Yeah. We'll sub until we're not. Yep. And then all of a sudden, play hits. And, oh, they're doing them. We're not subbing. Yeah. We're not subbing, guys. You better be in good condition. It's a free play. Let's go. Now, they didn't hit on all of them. Uh, you know, he threw a couple deep balls, and it didn't. But the thing is, you it you lose nothing by it. Yeah, those are free plays. And also, like, I mean, shame on, on Michigan and Mike McDonald to think, listen, Defensive tackles can be well-conditioned, but they're not fast sprinters. Mm-hmm. And so Michigan State really took advantage of it because they always had their ball closest to the sideline. So mm-hmm. Michigan had to go three-quarters of the field across to get there and then get aligned, then get the call, mm-hmm. then make adjustments. And it just it you wasn't smart. You saw Mike smart. McDonald. This is the first time I think he's been challenged. He's been tested. People were wondering, well, how can Michigan State players – function because you know you got 40 transfers and they don't know anything about the rivalry well they found out about the rivalry they called it the air quotes education of paul bunyan Mm -hmm. but the education of paul bunyan consisted of taylor lewan's comments going all the way back to mike hart's comments to uh uh chase winovich taylor lewan to debraylan saying stupid stuff like everything they played it for the players and said this is it, it was like the beginning of no Vaseline. Here's what they think about you. I almost feel like in the locker room, they just played it on loop. Yeah. Listen to them talk about you. Here's here's what they think about you. Here's what they and, and Xavier Henderson after the game came out and did a roll call, basically like, What do you got to say now? What do you got to say now, Mike Hart? What do you got to say now, Chase Winovich? I've never <clears throat> seen anything like that at Michigan State. I've been covering that team for ten plus years now. And it's always They'll introduce the player. They'll sit down. They'll gather themselves for a second. He had an agenda. He was the waiting last to time, say that. Evan, the last time I saw something like that, it was it was when the Pistons were playing the Pacers and Rasheed Wallace just walked in the room, caught every reporter off guard, and just yelled out, I guarantee we're winning this game. And there's a reason why you don't really see footage of that because nobody was ready for that. Well, yeah, because I'm, like, running back to put my recorder, and I see you grabbing your phone trying to gather it, and we – and luckily, I forget who who it was. Paul Conendike, a Spartan Mag, got it. Okay, they ended up getting it because they still had their camera up, and and even then, you can tell they're out of focus. Yeah, he's, like, it's shaky. He's trying to zoom in on them. But yeah, you know what? Good for Xavier Henderson because that kid has been a leader on this team, and, and he's not talking trash back. He's just saying thanks for the motivation. Thank you because mm-hmm. you guys decided to talk 
all week up. It's not mm-hmm. like they were a two and four, two and five Spartan no, team it's, going it's, into it's, that game. No, it's the Michigan arrogance, and you saw it was it was case in point. It was there again. Oh my goodness, we have this, and then you know. Look, kudos, Michigan State did what it took. I mean, Mel Tucker walks around with a uh, card, a placard that says, it takes what it takes. And it's yep. a quote for somebody, a, a gentleman who just died. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. But it takes what it takes. He preached that to his team. He says, it's going to be a heavyweight fight. You're going to get knocked down. But you got to get back up. you got to take the blows. And they did. And, man, they didn't quit. And Tucker, you know, he was prepared. They went a little, he went gambler, and it worked. Scored a touchdown. He went for two. I sat there and told you, I don't know if they would. I should chase points right now. They went for two. Hit Trey Mosley. Got it. I mean, even the, it was a fourth and four, and he throws it deep to Jaden Reed against their best defender in Daxon Hill. Perfect pass. I guess what I'm saying. Mel Tucker didn't play scared. Mel Tucker, it was like scared money doesn't make money. Mel Tucker went out there with the confidence. I know you guys are going to do everything I tell you to do, and they did everything they he told them to do. And that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, you know, I have to go back and rewatch the game, which I did, because seeing it from the press box level is completely different than seeing it from all those great cameras that they have. That game was shot in 4K, so it was as good as you could see. And then that play that you're talking about, that fourth and four, where I'm like, well, obviously you have to go for it. And then I see Thorne just throw it in the air, and I'm like, why is he going downfield? And then you see Reed. He has two, three steps on Hill, who is their best defender. It makes one hell of a play. How many coaches make that call? You don't. On fourth and four. You don't. Now, now the call he did with Naylor – Okay, you fake him in, you just kind of throw it deep. That's a, just a great play because but, you know but the that the read call is, I trust you guys. We've yep. been talking about your relationship. You've known each other since middle school. Go prove it right here, right now. And then them cutting to Mel after that and his fist pump and going after it and everything. And, and it's just, it's different sidelines, right? You see Jim Harbaugh after Anthony gets that first touchdown. Smiling, arms in the air, like, Almost surprised like mm-hmm. it happened. Mel, it's let's effing go in yeah. his mind. Mel, Mel knew, and then at the but at the end, you take upon the personality of your coach. At the end, Harbaugh's complained to the rest about everything, and that's what the players start doing. They started they started letting the referees seep into their mind. And Mel Tucker is just like, guys, it's not over yet. Come on, we still gotta do this. And yeah, once again, they catch Michigan off guard. On their defense, the defense is pointing, trying to get into position. They snap the ball, bam, Kenneth Walker, 58 yards, touchdown. And I've never seen in my life, I've watched a ton of pointless football games and a ton of meaningless games. You're not down 16 and you try to get it back with your run game when you have a prolific offense that you can really yeah. throw the ball. But at the time, in the second half, Naylor was out. Now, right. that's another thing that I don't think Michigan even realized or McDonald recognized the fact that He's really got one receiver, and Foster came in and kind of did his thing. He who really hasn't played that much this year. He played quite a bit Tory last Foster, year. Yeah, he, he's uh, from St. Edward High School. Just kind of new to football. Yeah, and you kind of saw Lockett play a little bit more this year. Number three, when when it would come down to putting your subs in. But you know what? I I just commend all of these players. 
But Rico, we do have to turn. We have to talk about you know the refs because you mentioned it, and the only thing I have to say about it, right? They didn't overturn Kenneth Walker's touchdown because they didn't have the evidence, which. I'm still surprised they don't have the pylon cam there when they used it later on in the game, which is a little weird to me, right? But I don't know what what they're seeing compared to what we're seeing on TV. Well, it's just does the nose of the ball break the plane? Yeah, all it, it has. To, I mean, it has to be a sliver. It has to be a fingernail that touches that white line, and it's a touchdown. Boom, over. Okay, I get it. So obviously, as a Michigan State fan, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great call. That's a great call. Now the Peyton Thorn fumble. I do agree there wasn't anything to overturn it since the call on the field, right? Because you're matching video at that point. And I assume that the video replay, they have those videos time-stamped, which Mm -hmm. we don't that we're all trying to do on Twitter and match it up. We don't know the tenth of the second, right? So they saw something, they overturned it, right? Right. So I'm going to play in this world of hypotheticals that Michigan fans want to do. That call costs them the game, right? Because they think Are we that, really doing this? If that no no because okay. I'm I'm going to shut it down because they think if that call goes their way, the game is different, right? So Michigan State is down thirteen at half instead of nine, right? But then they think that everything else in that game transpires exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It does not. Right. You cannot say that happens and then say, well, we scored right away in the second. Maybe that doesn't happen, right? You cannot play the what-if game. Right. That happened. Here's, and so right as here. a Michigan fan, the only last thing i got to say, <clears throat> Michigan State came back from a 10-point defi- deficit. They came back from a 16-point deficit. You're telling me they ain't coming back from a 13-point deficit at halftime? Yeah. Shut up. No. That's all i got to say. It, Shut up. Bad calls see, happen. I didn't even Shut want to get up. into the call because I just, it, that's it, all it's I like have to politi- say about it. It's like politics. You're never going to convince somebody from a different party that they're wrong or something could be seen a different way. So if you're a Michigan fan, you'll go to your dying grave saying this is just like Spartan Bob and this is just like whatever. But it's not because it didn't end the game. Here's the thing. Talk to referees after. Yeah. And I, I, whatever Mike Pereira and all of that, look, dude, dude. I don't care what the people on I, TV have to I say. I talked to actual referees and they said, here's the thing. It was actually a good call. It wasn't a pop. He was like, it's a call that when you make, you know it's going to be unpopular to folks, but it's like the the tuck rule. Mm-hmm. When when Brady went to the Super Bowl and everybody's like, what the hell is this rule? It's like, it's the rule. The second his foot left the ground and his ankles touched, he's down. Yes. Now, when you're looking at the calf and waiting for the knee to almost touch, at that point the ball is out. But he still had the ball secure when his ankle was on the ground. And they're like, when, when you break it down that way, it was the right call. It ain't the popular call. Right. And but he was like, those guys, I would have, they, the two guys I talked to said, I would have made the same call. Also, blame your media that chose not and he, to and go. These are, these are two, one was an NFL ref and one is a college ref that I placed a phone call to to say, hey, what did you see? But even for the media that's complaining about it, why didn't you go ask and request to talk to the referee after the game? Can't. That, it's, you can't? Can't. That's not available. No, ref's not like, available. It's not like that. Because in the NFL, I know you can go talk to the NFL, the refs after the game. Right. One pool reporter. Right. Like, not, a Larry, like, like a Larry Lage could go and talk to Yeah, him. I think. I forget who they have designated for that. But I, I just, if you're going to play a hypothetical game, you can't make Okay, here's the hypothetical. Here, here's That's the, all I'm saying. Yeah, here's your hypothetical. Okay, if that happens, and hypothetically in the fourth quarter when J.J. McCarthy fumbles, 
Kaveras Crouch picks it up, scoops it up, and runs down for a 75-yard touchdown. Because trust me, ain't nobody stopping that freight train once that picks up motion. Yeah, and that's, that's all I'm saying. So that's all I'm saying If about you're it. a Michigan fan and you're complaining about those four points, I simply go back to the second drive of the game when you got the interception from Michigan State and you chose to put J.J. in and kick a field goal rather than leave Cade in, who was playing phenomenal at the time, and going for the kill shot. So... And here's the other thing. If you're a whiny loser like that, I can't help you because you had over a half. You could point to the fact that your last four or five possessions were uh, fumble, field goal, turnover on downs, interception, yeah, that's and a, punt. I mean, listen, if I'm the fan, right, if I'm a, a Michigan fan, you know what I'm saying? We had the chance at the end of the game and we couldn't get it done. Right. Because at the end of the day, guess what? You had a three-point lead with, what, five minutes to go in the game? And then you had had the ball with two minutes left. You had a 16-point lead with 17 minutes to go. Yes. You got outscored. Michigan State outscored you 23-3. to That's all. I just had to say that because I'm just saying if you're going to play a hypothetical game, you cannot say it's factual afterwards. That's all. It's like like the whole – if the game – if the controversial call happens on the final play of the game – I'll allow anybody to complain because you can't change anything after no, that. No, they had plenty of opportunity. You plenty. had over a half. And you you know what you want to ang- <clears throat> you want to get angry about stuff? Get angry about Mike McDonald and Jim Harbaugh and your substitution patterns. Yes. The fact that Michigan State constantly caught you caught you with your pants down on defense. Maybe get mad at your offensive coordinator that chose to run them up the gut every time. Hey, you know what you want to get corner, mad? Corner man, get get mad at the loser guy who's taking selfie photos oh, with my. the team after the first. Who the hell is this guy? And why is he in the photos? Well, he is the same guy that decided to tweet. Some grad assistant. That after Michigan State didn't have a player drafted this year. Yeah. You know what he subtweeted? Hate to see it. Yeah. And then you know who should have been fired after that game? The guy that's posing with your players after an interception in the first quarter. Okay, here's the thing. Had this conversation. I don't mind that that's the Michigan, that's like their turnover chain. They get the turnover. And they run to the sideline and they take a selfie. Evan, I'm cool with that. Want to know why? Because if I'm a defensive player, I'm looking forward to the day that I'm standing in the middle holding the ball with all my boys around me. Sure. I like that. I ain't got no beef with that. You know what the beef I got? Who the hell is this ball guy sitting there? What did you have to do with that? You're not even on the defense. You're just there? You just you just all up in the videos. Oh, and he went. Yeah, it, it's almost <laughs> like when um, who was it? Suge Knight yeah. that goes all up in the videos. Right. That's that, and that's what it is. That's what you are. Pose it. Look at me. Look at me. Like you. You know what you you are. Thirty year old still going to high school parties. He is. Coach Ryan Osborne. Okay, University Ryan of Osborne, Michigan. you're a loser. You are defensive assistants for the outside linebackers in the D-line. Still loser. Who has now decided to go on Twitter and like Rich Ising complaining about the calls. He is now taking photos from the game from Peyton Thorne saying the shooter in the shot. Then also taking a barstool post, reposting that. Dude. Once again, you're a joke. You want to know how you know you're a joke? How many other Michigan assistant coaches or grad assistants do you see in those photos? Nobody. No, like, listen, nobody. And that that tells me everything. I'm like, dude, you you 
You're the 30-year-old still at the high school parties wearing your Letterman jacket. Well, You're then, Matthew McConaughey going, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, and he's <laughs> doing this whole, you know, trying to do the, the Paul Bunyan pose and everything. Yeah. It's like, but dude. Newsflash. <laughs> I, I'm not even like when Sanders Hill scores and does it, dude, you're in the game. I don't know. I got mind no problem with it. You don't matter. No. You don't matter. So stay at the little kid's table and just eat your peas. Well, uh, you know and what? Say nothing. After the game, you win that game, you want to take pictures like Mel Tucker does, where he's got a cigar or right. he's hanging you with that? him on the bus. Go do it. Right. Take a thousand of them. Post them everywhere. Send them to my email. I deserve dude. it. Don't do it yeah. during the game. Yeah, you show just what they think about you, and you're the reason of the Michigan arrogance. And if you got a problem with what I said, you can find me on social media, and I will eviscerate you because I ain't backing down from so, nothing I said. I do have a question, though, about like Harbaugh talking about the play afterwards. And the only reason I'm asking this. Okay, because we're going to get on to Michigan State. I'm yes. not going to spend this whole time This is the only thing this. I want to ask about it because – Jim Harbaugh goes on his radio show and complains about it. He does it during the press conference. Whatever, right? But then after the game, he was the biggest sour puss ever and gave three-word answers and couldn't mm-hmm. actually answer like a man and like a grown man and He's a pouting. coach. He's yes. But be a pro. That's what you are. You're a pro. Anywho, the Lions. <laughs> We've complained about that call in Dallas for years and the officials. We always complain about Jim Caldwell not going to the league, complaining about uh, the hands to the face with Aaron Rodgers, and we also complained about, like, uh, Dan Campbell going to the league and complaining about the Justin Tucker and the delay game. Why is it okay for that but not a college coach? That's all I want to know. I'm not saying it's right for either because no, 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 I think no, no, no. you don't you, ever complain. No, you can complain, but it's one of those... Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change, and if you're going to do it, you're probably better off just doing it in silence so that it okay. doesn't make you look like you're a big whine. Fans want immediate justice. Fans want to see somebody in the gallows getting hung. Right, and that's the difference. Is those coaches, they did it in the silence. They never right. came out to us and was like, I think every, Campbell I mean, said he would call the like league Like Tucker whatever. says, every, after every week, they send plays to the league and say, you need to explain this. Okay. And they'll say, hey, you know what? You were right. Our guys missed a call. Every coach does that. You chop up maybe 15 plays, you ship them off to the league, and the league gives you an apology. Basically, they rubber stamp the apology. Okay. doesn't change the game. So fans want that. I, they want the instant gratification. Every coach does this. Every coach. Tucker okay. does it. Harbaugh does it. And nothing happens except for you hear, well, you were right. Well, you don't want to hear that. Yeah, exactly. So enough with number seven. Let's talk about number three. Right. And what you saw in the Michigan game plan, they changed it. They went to passing. We're going to attack that Michigan State secondary. Uh, K threw a full bunch of yards, a couple touchdowns. But what you saw, and I, I'm just going to call the red zone the deep waters because that's what Mel Tucker wants to drag you into. He'll let you do everything, but the second you touch the 25-yard line, it's over. You're kicking field goals or you're going to give us the ball back. We're not going to let you score a touchdown because you don't have the plays, you don't have the personnel, and consistently throughout the this season, you have seen the same thing. The teams get to the MSU red zone, and they stall. They end up either, we're going to go for it, and State gets the ball back, or, you know, I mean, highly prolific teams like Western Kentucky struggle. Yeah. Michigan struggle. Like, Miami struggle. Like, everybody struggles. Like, oh, well, they give up a ton of yards. Okay, yes. But 
Look at the score. Well, and that your team kicked four field goals. Michigan State scored five touchdowns. Yeah, and that team, what they do so great on defense. Listen, they do not let you beat them over the top. They will limit you with. They got him. beat over the top once, Kimbro, and he was out the game. Yes, you're absolutely right, and I can't wait to talk to you about that because there's two players that came in in the second half, 29 and 30, that I don't remember seeing at all this year, mm-hmm. and they played great. But when you get within that 25, that space yep. shrinks right down because between the 20s, you got all kinds of room to move that ball. But when your corners are playing a little off, your safeties are playing a little off, at that point, when you're in that 25, they're begging you to throw that ball at that mm-hmm. point. And, and teams just won't. And I, I just will never get over the fact that if you're going to try to beat Michigan State with running, you try to hit that edge. Boy, they just, that was the, Dude, the best deep water. Run defense I've seen for Michigan State in a long time. They hit, how many times did they hit those running backs? One yard. Mm-hmm. One yard. Yep. Henderson came up, stop him. It, it truly is. It's it's the drop off from four feet to forty five feet, and, and and it's just a steep drop off. And once it was you get to the so line. impressive too, because I have to give a lot of credit to Blake Corm. He's very shifty. That play in the fourth quarter where he had open field against Xavier Henderson, I bet ninety percent of safeties missed that tackle. Henderson squared him up. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> if you're a coach, you want to show how to tackle. That's the play. Yeah, Henderson did what every coach tells you to do. When you got a one-on-one with a guy, don't look at the head, don't Hips. look at the shoulder, look right at the belt. Yep. Because that's telling you exactly that's where the guy moving. is going. This, the shimmy, not, yeah, that's how you see guys get shook. They, they they hit, they fall for the shimmy. I'm going this way. No, I'm not. Yep. The AI crossover. You go for the belt, that's it. If, the, if, if your hips are leaning left, guess which way you're going? You're going left. Mm-hmm. Can't change that that quickly like you can in your head. And yeah, your I don't think Michael Jackson played football. <laughs> he he stuck him, and yeah, it, it it was a hit. The defense made big plays late in the game. The off, I mean, the offense. Look, Peyton Thorne. I thought he played okay, well. L- l- I'll say this: I, I'm still upset with the O line rotation. Um, he's 62. Uh, uh, Campbell, Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell, you can't put him out there, at least not in that game. Aiden Hutchinson ate, him, ate his lunch. He was the reason for that whole controversial play. You played him. You, you took out your starters. You put the backup in while you're on your goal line. You don't do that. You got to stop that type of stuff because that is going to cost you a game. Oh, day. yeah. It's going to cost you in Columbus. Not even Columbus. <laughs> you got George Karloftis coming this week with uh, Purdue, who, in my opinion, if I'm the Lions, I take Karloftis with the second first-round pick. Okay. I, I, I take Thibodeau. I take Karloftis. You got bookend tackles for 10 years here in Detroit. But I digress. You can't go that route. Peyton Thorne was high on a lot of throws, too. I don't know what's going on with him, but he had a, he had a lot of interceptions that were on the field that Michigan just didn't get. I agree with High that. throws. This was a game, like, every week it seems like somebody just kind of takes the game over. Kenneth Walker won them this game this week. Now, you know, five touchdowns, 200 yards, uh, over 200 yards in all-purpose yards. Walker's run game, they they had no way of stopping him. <clears throat> if they wanted to at the end, because I thought it would have been fitting for them just to give the ball to Walker when they got it back and when the Michigan turned it over, and he just takes it up the middle. But they were more so 
it was the one thing that Tucker did that I did not like. When Michigan turned the ball over, Michigan State gets it with like a minute and 40 seconds to go. They just went conservative. They did the NFL game. Oh, I I'm going to make it. you burn your timeouts, and then I'll give you the ball back. And I'm just like, dude, just the year before, he didn't do that. The year before, they lined up on fourth down. Yes, and they went for it. They and went I was for like, what it, the hell they are got, they doing? They killed the game. In this game, I probably, on third down, you know, I, I would have did a play action. Put the nail in the coffin. Similar to that play you saw with Naylor. Michigan was going to send 11 guys to the line to stop Tuck. I mean, to stop Walker. Somebody out there, get it, go, score the touchdown, end this thing. But he didn't. Uh, <clears throat> I look at what Tucker did. He got this team ready. Walker earned himself a seat in New York. Absolutely. I don't know if he's going to win it. Man, talking with other people around the country, a lot of people, he got a lot of vote, votes, a lot of first-place votes right now. Now, it's still four weeks to go. But I think it's now down to him and Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama. They're going to be one, too. I think if they, if, they, if you were to do the voting right now, the Athletic did a straw poll, 38, they, they uh, questioned, polled 38 uh, Heisman voters. 34 said they would vote for Kenneth Walker right now. Wow. So it's not just us. You well, know, there, it, there's a difference between a September Heisman and a real Heisman. Well, candidate. and that game put everybody on notice. I don't know if you saw. It was the most watched college football game this yeah. year with over 9 million viewers. And so if you were unaware of Kenneth Walker before, you damn sure know him now. Yeah. Because it's not like Kenneth Walker was 35 carries. It was 21 carries. Yeah. And, I mean, he got to that second level, and people were just, Diving at his dude, he ankles. got to the second level, and, and, and yeah, he he was making people look bad. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm hoping that my guy uh, Coach Thirty uses some of those for those for those uh, Twitter videos. Oh yeah, because <laughs> hey I, Davis, look at you again, Davis. That 58 yard run, I still like every time I watch it. You watch Kenneth Walker; he's looking over his right shoulder, right. his left shoulder. He's looking behind, and him. then he realized, and he's you like, know "Where?" Is everybody? It was all, you know what? Right. It was almost too easy. Like, did they stop the play? Like, yes. Like, what is going on here? Like, yeah, he, right, he, right. He's looking like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to run to the end. I don't hear. Was there a whistle? Did the play get called yeah, dead? That's what it felt like to me because I'm like, you don't do that because, like, Anthony, when he's running down the sidelines, watch his eyes. He's, yeah, he's looking at the scoreboard to see if there's people behind yeah. him. Kenneth is like, looked up and he's like, what is going on here? Yeah, it you was that easy. They that. caught Michigan in another shift change, and the defense wasn't set, and he just, bam, hit that hole. I like gone. that play a lot. Where now, they bring a receiver through that hole first. That's a nice play. Well, here's the other thing. The the secret to Kenneth Walker's runs, and you saw it on the first touchdown, you got to give props to the wide receivers. They hold their blocks. Big time. And here's the thing. On the first one, Jalen Naylor, is on the opposite side of the field. He shouldn't even be blocked. He held his block. He held it. The play, it was like when guys, when Barry Sanders played. Just do your job and don't worry about it because Barry may come back. Oh, yeah. And Walker came back, and because Naylor did not give up on his block, he was able just to run right through that hole. So you got to give the wide receiver some credit. Michigan State gets the job done. They keep Paul Bunyan, despite all the noise that came out of Ann Arbor, all the former players, every, you know, 
everybody and their mother picking against them. Mm -hmm. They went out there. They blocked out the noise. They got it done. They got Purdue coming up next. But last night, they did the initial college football playoff rankings, and Michigan State comes in at number three. It was Georgia one. Everybody knew Georgia was going to be one. Biggest question was, who's going to be two? Now, part of me is a little happy that they weren't two. Here's why. See if you can guess why. I don't know. I, I I don't see the difference between two and three. Here's because of who they're playing this week. Purdue has a history of knocking off the number two team in the nation. Do they? Re- oh, yes. is that when they knocked off Ohio State at home and Iowa, under the light? Yeah. Every every time they've knocked off a top ten team, that team has been ranked number two. You think I was thinking about this too because I was having to do running around while that was going on, but I was talking to my dad and he was watching. And I was like, "What's Purdue ranked?" He's like, "I don't see Purdue at all on here." You think that adds extra motivation to them because they are a top twenty-five AP team? Who Purdue? Yeah. No, because Penn State's not ranked either. Okay. This is the real ranking. The AP and the coaches poll, you can forget about that. Okay, that I was just wondering now. if there's like a little added extra motivation, like we're overlooked. No, I don't but think But they won't overlooked. be if they win that game. You they're know not what I mean? overlooked. I think for, for, for Purdue's a... What about Minnesota being 20? That's kind of crazy, too. Yeah, but Minnesota's hot right now. We, we all it's buried wild. them. They're on their fourth running back because, like, all their running backs just keep dying. Purdue is a, is a different thing, man. It, it, that's, just, that's a different pickle. Um, I got to go watch some of their highlights because their, their do, defensive line is good, like The you defensive said. line is good. They, they've gotten a lot of turnovers as of late. And their quarterback they got, seems to be they okay, got David too. Bell. They, they rotate quarter. They, they go two or maybe three quarterbacks, really? which is weird. And they got David Bell, who's just, you know he's he's that that next slot receiver, hard to get guy, but he only has great games against Iowa. He's at three games against Iowa. He's got over six hundred yards, <laughs> six over hundred yards, and like like eight touchdowns. But other than that, he's okay. But Purdue doesn't score. Yeah, uh, they scored seventeen points or less, in I think five games this year. I mean, the magic number for Michigan State may just be like 24. If you can get yeah. to 24 points, you can win. Um, they'll force turnovers, but they're they're just they're inconsistent, is what they are. I, it's it's on the road. It's Tucker who already says that any guy that's still celebrating, they're not cutting on the bus, they're not getting on the plane. Good. I'm only taking guys who are focused on Purdue. Uh, you know. Because a lot of people are afraid, oh, well, you know, Purdue, Michigan State's only a three-point favorite. Guys, uh, if, I feel like we do this every week. Uh, think about this. They started the year off three-point underdogs to Northwestern, and now they're number three in the country mm-hmm. nine weeks later. Let's be honest. Most state fans just want to get the W, well, you know. and you don't care. And you move on, and then you're on to, to Maryland. Um, it's going to be a 3.30 kickoff. I, I like it. Th- this is a game where uh, their defense is, is is not, you know, the absolute best. Their, their, their run defense is actually a little worse than their pass defense. So this may be another game where if Walker can follow up last week's game with another buck 50 and a couple touchdowns in this game, he could solidify that seat because now people are watching him. You know, it, yeah, you want to do it against Ohio State. You want to do it against Penn State. But right now, a lot of people are going to be watching Kenneth Walker maybe for the first or second time. What are you about to do now? I'm watching. 
And and it's interesting with him too because listen, I mean, we knew he came in from Wake Forest, blah blah blah. But then you watch the Spartan All Access that aired before that, and you really learn Kenneth Walker likes playing football. But I don't think Kenneth Walker really gives a crap about football other than what he's doing. Now, Kenneth Walker is not a. Uh, this know, is he, a he, he's not watching a ton of games on no, Sunday. No, he got good at football because he wanted to be around his father who would do the training, saw the training, wanted it's, to it's, do the training. God, it's so funny. He reminds me a lot of Barry Sanders, who Barry could really care less about football. He was just really good at yes. it. Yes. And then, and then you hear him, and it's funny because sometimes I wish more people would do their research before they ask questions. But he was asked after the game about the rivalry, and he said he had to watch tape, so on and so forth, like you had mentioned earlier. And then the follow-up question, well, what rivalry did you watch growing up? And he's like, none. none. Like, I didn't watch football. Right. So if there's one kid that is not going to let press clippings and stuff get to his head, I know he was on the college football show last night, and his great answer was, I'm only worried about next week. Right. So it doesn't really matter. But that's the right kid, I think. Right. If you have a kid that's going to go to the statenews.com or debtnews.com or hopefully right. 97 the ticket.com, he's not going to be reading his own press clippings. I, I need, yeah, I need Thorne to, to really get better on his throws. He, he can do the deep throw, he can do the short throw. It's, it's, it's that, that intermediate yes, throw that he's been yards. high. And if you look at about all of his picks have come on those throws. Yeah. Well, the, except the for the one that early on, that was basically a punt. Yeah, that, in Michigan. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was. I mean, I have no problem yeah. with that interception. Go celebrate it all but you yeah, want. You, but you can't keep throwing into double coverage like that either. You got to be smart no. about it. And I think he just kind of chucked that one up a little bit. Now but. I was shocked last night. Uh, the thing, well, I was shocked and I was happy. I like the fact that this committee, probably for the first time ever, was the most consistent committee I've seen. They said, if you play somebody and you beat them, you're ahead of them. End of discussion. Yes. We're not playing this game. If we play it again, you know what? You don't get a chance. You don't get a second opportunity. There's no mulligans. Guess what? You played Ohio State. You played You played Oregon. You lost. Guess what? Oregon's ahead of you. You don't like it? You should have beat them. Exactly. So I have an interesting question about that. We've seen multiple SEC teams in the college football playoff, right? So right now it's Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, Oregon. Let's say Oregon loses a game, they're out of it. Ohio State moves up to four, right? The end of the year, (laughs) we could have Georgia-Bama playing in that SEC title game, and I assume if Bama wins, Georgia just goes to two, Bama goes to one. Here's the thing. But if State and Ohio State are three and four when they go to that game, is there a chance that those four teams – all being one-loss teams could be in that playoff. Or does a team like Oklahoma, who's at eight right now, no. that's undefeated? Well, it, it would depend because Ohio State and Michigan State can't play in the Big Ten championship game. That's the difference. Okay. One is already in the clubhouse crossing their fingers hoping to get a shot. Um, so there's no way a one-loss Big Ten team that doesn't there, no, win. No, there, there is a way. Okay. That way is Georgia beats Alabama. And, Georgia, uh, and then Bama's out. Bama has two losses now. And gotcha. Here's the thing. Bama's at number two. Bama's at number two because of their reputation. Yeah, and Texas ba- A&M's, what, 12? So they gave them a little bit more credit for at that the, loss. At the time, Bama lost to an unranked team. I know. That's what's crazy. So you're looking at Alabama. They would have two losses. I don't. I think Bama's out. Yep. 
you would then have to wait to see. And if everybody else has a loss or two, you could get the loser of the Michigan State-Ohio State game if that team is 11-1. and Could be the number four team. Congratulations, you get to play Georgia. Right. On New Year's Eve. But it can happen because, as you see, they highly rank the Big Ten. Where when Minnesota and Wisconsin and uh, Iowa are ranked, they're basically saying whoever you play in Indianapolis is going to be a ranked team. Yeah. Going to make you a ranked team. That's going to help you. So it's going to keep you in the four. But it's also saying, especially if Michigan State, Ohio State turns out to be a close game similar to Michigan, Ohio State, yeah, you're good. You only lost to a really good team. Right. So that's what would have to – it's possible. I don't know if it's going to happen. We still got, you know, four weeks to go, and a lot of things are going to change. Normally, history says two of the teams that are in the first four don't stay there. Right. Only two teams stick around. Uh, it, you know, I was shocked that Michigan was ranked higher than Oklahoma. It shows you what they think about Oklahoma, which is the same thing I think. It was almost like I was on this committee. Yeah. Because everything that they did, I would have done. It showed you how they thought about Cincinnati. Hey, guys, thanks for playing, but guess what? You won't be good enough to make the four well, again. Well, no, because, yes, your Notre Dame win is nice. But that's made, it. Cincinnati needs Notre Dame to run the table so that they can say, well, please rank us higher. Cincinnati or needs a lot of teams to lose. You need Indiana to go beat Michigan this week. Now, for Michigan, I guess, in theory, if you run the table, you would need Michigan State. To lose twice. To lose to Penn State or to lose to somebody else. Because if you ran the table and you're both sitting there at 11-1, and one, even though you beat the Buckeyes and you're happy, you just sent the Spartans to Indianapolis. Yep. Poetic justice for the years that you got to go to the Sugar Bowl when Michigan State went to Indianapolis and had to play in God, the Citrus Bowl. Would that be the first time I've ever rooted for the Wolverines? It really might be. Not nah, even that out. <laughs> but see, that game would have been first, and now if you're MSU, you got to handle your business and beat Penn State. Yeah, I think Penn State is going to be a team that just now. For, now, the good thing about State is you're playing Penn State the final game of the year. At that point, the James Franklin train could have derailed. That's this team. what I'm saying. Who knows? Michigan gets them in two weeks. At at Penn State, you got to wonder if that game's going to be under the lights, and it's going to be James Franklin's last ditch effort yeah, to really stand. prove what the hell he is here. So yeah, that's that's going to be different. But yeah, I expect things to change. But it was fun watching and seeing Michigan State out there, hearing the positive press about Michigan State, and the fact that Michigan sitting there at seven. That now, now puts- my my biggest thing for Michigan is this. Harbaugh and his team have come out and said a lot of stuff about this bad call. You know what I haven't heard them talk about? Indiana. Not once. Not once. That worries me. And am and I that's, seeing? That's is, the infamous, you don't let a team beat you twice. Is Penix playing this weekend? According to, like, when I looked up just on ESPN. I don't think so. They list Penix, but I have no idea what's going on I don't think Penix like is that. playing. I think that they got this new backup QB that I think is going to come Is it in. that Tuttle that played against Michigan State? No, he's out. Okay. He got Ohio Jesus. State knocked him out. Yeah, they they went to the – I mean, that was the other reason why Ohio State killed them. It was like I, they were playing their third and fourth string quarterbacks. It's their third string quarterback who didn't look good, the uh, tall brother. But I guess he got better in the next game. Okay, so what they said two days ago, according to the Indianapolis Stars, head coach Tom Allen said that Penix is progressing 
at a better rate than the team initially thought, he's questionable. Yeah. So whatever the heck that means. But, Rico, is this just kind of like a special year? I mean, just to think about (laughs) everything that's transpired this year with Michigan State and their over or under was four and a half. I thought it was over. I looked at their schedule and it and it oh and still it came down to it came down to four games for me. Miami, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn, Penn State. State. Miami, I was like, you know, Derek King's okay, but we'll see. And then it came to those other games. And are you I wouldn't say shocked because shocked is more than surprised, but are you surprised at the success that Mel Tucker has done in year two? The only reason I ask this question is because that other fan base in Ann Arbor says, who better can we get? Go look at your rival in Uh, East Lansing because the best coach I've ever seen at Michigan State left. What are you going to do better than that? Yeah, that was the whole thing. I think they found him. It's it's the mindset, and it's it's – he was able to get everybody on the same page, similar to how he did the the D'Antonio players with his new players, with the transfers in. He saw what was there. He did an immediate upgrade. And here's another thing that doesn't really get talked about. He did the same upgrade. Like all of the players that left all went to group of five, division two type of programs. He did the same thing with the coaching staff. He kept a couple, but everybody that left got jobs, and Mac, group of five, lower schools. Nobody got taken by Penn State. Nobody got taken by Arkansas. Nobody got Memphis, mm-hmm. UTEP, Syracuse, Toledo. He upgraded that staff just like he upgraded with the transfer portal. He kept some, kept Burton, kept Barnett, he kept certain people. But other ones like mm. well, I never really thought Harlan Burnett was necessarily the problem there. I mean, they they respected him. No, he wasn't the problem they there. He, he, well, he left. He actually left, went to Florida State, came back. And I'm making and, the right choice. And, but kudos to Barnett. He went from D coordinator to D coordinator to now he's just a safeties coach. So be it. You know what? You know, but, Scotty Hazelton is running the D, but I think Scotty Hazelton, you know, respects him enough to say, hey, Harlan, what are we doing? And Harlan's kind of that bridge with the players because he knows. Harlan can get to these players because, you know, he was here. Yeah, he, he was, speaks the language. Well, and think about it, too. I mean, Harlan Burnett's probably made a good chunk of change in his career. And at some point, winning is more valuable than well, here's the, the paycheck, thing. right? And I am think Harlan is thinking the same thing. Once Scotty gets his players, Scotty Hazleton is going to be a hot commodity. I'm walking right back into my job. So you know oh, what? for sure. I'm going to help you. I'm going to do whatever But you know I what? Can. That's a great problem to have. So everybody's going to want to talk. Think, I think, like, everybody wants uh, Tucker now. In about two years, his assistants are going to get plucked. Yeah, and, and I said this to – I don't know if you were sitting there when I said it to Mike, but I think you were yesterday. And I said, I wasn't so sure. I always – I thought if LSU would to offer Mel Tucker that job, he would take it in a heartbeat. And then when I listened to him on Saturday night, when he, A, would not talk about himself. He said it was about the team. It's about that. But then he went beyond that. He said, this win isn't about me. This win's not about our players. This win is for the 500,000-plus alumni we have, for the fans we have. It's more than us. It's for them. Mm -hmm. Understanding how much that game means to every Michigan State fan – whether you're in Michigan or South Carolina, 
it means everything. Yeah. The fact that he realizes that makes me think that this is something he wants to do for a long time. No, he does. And that, and, I, and I'm just now reading this uh, this tweet from uh, Saeed Khalif, the director of player personnel at Michigan State. It's interesting because it kind of leads into um, what we're talking about here. Recruits, recruits, offers have expiration dates. They are not open-ended. Telling kids, if you got an offer from us, yeah. You might want to take it. If you not- might, either you lock this thing up or we're going to move on because bigger fish are now noticing what Tucker is doing. Well, absolutely. Did you, first off, did you, I know we got to wrap it up soon, but did you see that offensive lineman, that five-star that yeah. was taking pictures with, I thought that was somebody's father. No. And I go look it up, and they're like, oh, yeah, high school senior, five-star. Well, and I'm like, this kid looks like he's 30. That leads into Jake Hawkins because that is uh, Keontae Goodwin. Yes. Five-star recruit. I mean, five-star commit to Kentucky right now. But he's been in Michigan State like five, six times, and he's still yet to do an official visit. Like, he just – he lives here. Oh, okay. So he's just – He's just been popping up. You yeah. see that dude at the mall? You're like, where's your kid? I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe that that kid's 18. And then I saw last night they were in Texas. They gave that offer to that running back, that four-star running back from Texas. Yeah. No, he, no, I'm sorry. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. But he keeps coming. He's been up to Michigan State a bunch of times. And and even his dad seemed all about it. Here's the and, thing. He's 6'8". He's a guy that he starts. You rarely start a true freshman on the offensive line. So that's not Deontay Dobbs that they got from. No, because this kid is in shape and he's ready to go. Like I said, Dobb look- hasn't even played at Memphis. Okay, because that kid, I, I'm looking at, I'm like, who's this dude? That's- I think they got an excellent chance. So Jake says, well, the chances of Michigan State can flip and land five star offensive tackle Keontae Goodwin. Jake, I would say they're very good chances because the more the kid comes to visit, that means he's seeing something that he likes. And you got to look at the trajectory. Michigan State's going up. I don't know where Kentucky is going right now because Stoops is another name that's out there. He may not be there. So, um, Well, you know what? There was – it seemed like every recruit and their brother was at that game. The atmosphere was so good. I mean, we've seen a lot of good games at Spartan Stadium, but that atmosphere was something else. In years past, you would see down 16, that crowd go silent like you were at a funeral, yeah. and it did not happen. So, yeah. Was that Jansen walked past? Everybody and their brother has walked past. Now, uh, so. Jansen doesn't want to talk to me today? No, he's done with you. Okay. I, uh, he's had to talk to me the last couple of days. So. <laughs> I just want to say hi to John. <laughs> you can go say hi to his, uh, co- uh, his cohort, Trust Stoney. me, Stoney will make sure he says hi to me. Uh, been to two Michigan State home games this season. Didn't realize until now there were no references to the movie 300. Did they do away with all of that? Yeah, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it's movies. Bells, see yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's old. I think you're going to start seeing a lot more different things to kind of integrate this and, and make this a Tucker-type thing. So, all right, what you got for me? <sighs> were you shocked that State was number three in the college football playoff? Um, that's my main question. I was a little surprised. I thought I was, five or I, six. No, I, I was surprised because it showed the respect that they have for the program, for Mel Tucker, for Kenneth Walker, to having him on that. Because it's weird because we're here, and all we hear is how bad we suck for Michigan fans. Sure. To see that nationally, apparently they don't suck. Apparently people actually like this team. 
I was expecting Michigan State to probably come in. At first, I thought that they would be four or five. But then I'm like, you know what? They should be three. So I had my tweet already written out that they were going to be number three. Yeah. And I normally do that, but then I'll end up changing it. And then they came in at three. I'm like, they should have been. I thought that two was probably going to be, I thought, I say maybe Cincinnati will be two. I didn't think Bama would be two. Either did I. That was the one that really got I me. Thought when maybe, I saw three, I'm like. I thought maybe Oregon. I thought maybe Cincinnati. I didn't see Alabama. I thought Bama would be on the outside looking in, but Bama got two spots. Well, so. you know what? If you had your hard hat on now, strap that thing on even harder because every goal that you didn't think, I'm talking about fans, didn't think was ahead of you this year, they're yeah. staring at As you Mike square saying, in the face. We're on to Purdue. Yep, and the mascot and who wears sweatpants. And it sounds like they are, too. So we will see what happens. All right, for Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Well, we'll do, probably do an instant reaction on Saturday, and then we'll be back here in the studio in a week. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, and send the questions if you have them. We will answer them as you keep seeing. Jake's taking advantage of it. You can, too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone.